0: And welcome to episode 9 of Just One More Podcast. I am Jeff. And this is John from myBrendlandGames.com. And a little bit of a different episode today because we're actually doing this one in person on September 10th, 2022. So, for the most part, over the last week, didn't do a whole lot of new games being played uh i did um unfortunately get sucked into trying to get more trophies out of of chronicle
1: um now did you beat that game last week had we already discussed that yeah 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 I, so I, I did, you're getting yeah. more trophies how are you getting more trophies from a game you've already completed
0: so as, as we as we discussed uh The way that Aeodine Chronicle Rising is handled on PlayStation is that there's two separate uh, trophy lists, um, which apparently is not the case for achievements on on Xbox. Um, But I completed the game, the the PS4 version, and then I found out that I could import my save and start unlocking more trophies. Um, There are some caveats to it. like the the leveling or the uh, like the stamps and stuff, where uh, it, it essentially so for the most part I imported my my save file, uh, started unlocking a bunch of trophies just as I was going through things like beating bosses or you know, hundred uh, percenting maps. Those were all easy. Just pretty much had to load the save, no issues. Um, however. <clears throat> since <clears throat> since the game complete file, I already had... <clears throat> yeah, of course. Uh, with the game complete file, I already had the characters at level 50. Already had the maxed out uh, weapons and armor, mm-hmm. gear, all that kind of stuff. I had already met the characters. So, in order for those to... to to, to pop I still have to do those uh, same thing with all the stamps like it, it was like oh you complete the the black uh, stamp card but it didn't give me the trophies for all of the previous stamp cards
1: so would still have to so you still have to play the game in full basically
0: well and I, I started to do that but it's just not a game that I really want to sink too much more time into
1: yeah, so I'm surprised. I'm, I pull up your trophies here, and I'm surprised you have 80% of the game, of the PS5 version. So you did get a lot unlocked yeah. by uploading the save. Yeah,
0: and so I, I did get a lot of them. The, the thing is, is that the ones that are remaining are the... Uh, it would it, entail the, beating the game. Yeah. Going back through and doing all the the, the side quests, which are just fetch quests, because um, I think the black card is like... 40 stamps um i think there's two sets of stamp cards that you have to max out that are like 60 stamps each and i just don't want because essentially you can't just do the side quests like you also have to move the story forward to unlock more side quests yeah you'd be putting
1: another 15 to 20 hours into the game yeah and like i thought well just import the save file because there are some games that do that. I think we discussed yeah. Spider-Man. You yeah. play all the PS4 version, you beat yeah. it, you get the Platinum, you load the PS5's version, you get mm. all of them right away.
0: And poof, a, a nice new Platinum to go along with all the hard work of playing the game once. Um, so that consumed about an hour or two of my time, and well, an hour or two of, of my free time to, uh, to get more trophies um outside of that i did boot up and start playing killzone shadowfall um which as we've talked about before the servers went down so there are no online uh, uh multiplayer stuff but it looks like shadowfall has bot zone just built in whereas as we had talked previously about uh, killzone mercenary like having to purchase like i think it's a DLC pack that added the ability to play with bots. Yeah. So it, it's cool that Shadowfall just has it built in. Whereas Mercenaries, you have to uh, pay for that DLC pack to, to have that same feature. Um, but as I'm playing through it, it's. Um, the, the story doesn't. It, it's not very good. The gameplay is good. Which, you know, as far as a game goes, I mean, that's kind of the more important part.
1: Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's kind of like Shining Force in me. You know, Shining Force is a 30-year-old game, so of course it's not really going to have the engaging story of a yeah. more modern RPG, but the core gameplay is good, and for me, that's yeah. really what matters. Like, hey, I, I will go through a 20-, 30-hour game if the gameplay is good. So I, I'm, I'm enjoying
0: the the, the, the gameplay, uh, the story and the character character, uh, interactions and stuff are, are not good. Um, just the, the fact that, so <clears throat> for anybody who hasn't played any of the Killzone games, there's there's two main factions. You've got the, the ISA who are quote-unquote the good guys, and then you've got the Hellgast, which are designed to look like the bad guys, like mm. the big glowing red or orange, uh, depending on the era of Killzone that you're playing.
1: And I know it's not spelled H E Double Hockey Sticks, but it's a close approximation. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, if you got Hell in your name, I'm yeah. sure you're not the good guys, right?
0: And th- there, there's a lot of similarities uh, that the Hellgast have to a real world evil force uh, that went by the. The, the well nazis so just looking at their their flags and their symbols and just how they act um do you know
1: do you know a lot about minions lore I, I i do i do not okay do you know that the minions serve whoever is the most evil person in the world right okay yeah so yeah. you know that now yeah and so canonically the Minions were hidden in a cave. They were locked in a cave from the years of like 1860-something to like 1960-something. Because, of course, that'd be a little weird if, uh, hey, the Minions, this children's franchise, yeah, they served Hitler.
0: Yeah, that's... Um, Oops. I I mean...
1: <clears throat> so I guess if they existed in this world, they would serve the Hellgast.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, makes sense. A, a good portion of them already have goggles and stuff, just... Yeah. paint them red or orange again depending on what, which uh, generation of, uh that, that you play uh kills them with but um so essentially like the, the, they're they're warring factions they've they've been fighting each other for a very long time um to varying degrees of success on on both sides um, it, it seems like billions get killed but then there's still billions left to just be super soldiers and be trained to what? anyway um so the way that the shadow starts out that no real i mean the game came out in 2013 so if you're concerned about spoilers like it, it's been almost 10 years um but as the, the game starts out with the isa dropping a bomb on the Hellgast homeworld, murdering a billion people. A billion people, just one bomb just blew up like half their planet. Apparently, they come to some agreement that the ISA would allow Vecta, the homeworld for the ISA, to um, be divided in half, build a big wall that. that build the wall. <laughs> <laughs> that, that that divides the planet in half half of the planet will go to the ISA or to the and then the other half they're just gifting to to the hellgast don't know why there's not really any um explanation it's just well we did this thing now we're splitting the planet half the planet's going to go to the hellgast and Everything's gonna be fine. There's not gonna be any issues. We're we're giving our mortal enemies half of our planet. What what could go wrong?
1: I'm not gonna lie, this makes me interested to play it to see. Okay, what is this story like? What is going on here?
0: Because <laughs> and the the amount of confusion and shock that so many of the like as they're showing that the the hellgast are coming in and and uh, I mean just massive ships full of hellgast people all of them armored and with weapons drawn and ready just flying in just starting to land and they're just going out and they're shooting people the amount of confusion on the Vecton and ISA faces and like we don't know why they're doing this you you didn't think You you blew up half of their world. You guys have already been fighting for years and years and years. You didn't... You didn't think... Maybe... This was just going to continue the war? Like... Um... And they try so hard. So... Um... The Last of Us. Very emotional scene at at the beginning of, of the game. Uh very emotional killzone shadowfall several years before that attempts to, to do the same thing
1: killzone shadowfall several years before the last of us
0: well just game releases just game game releases
1: no because the last of us came out on ps3 right oh yeah well i guess yeah, i okay, guess so let, me, let me back up which last of us yeah last okay. of us the last of us remastered or the last of us part one the, okay, so the Cause, first, so, yeah, because Killzone but, Shadowfall did come out after two of those. Yeah, so
0: okay, so Killzone Sh- Shadowfall. Well, actually, I think it was uh, the same year because it came out in twenty thirteen. The, the Last of Us came out, or the first, the original release, yeah, came out in twenty thirteen. So yeah, okay, so yeah, getting my, my timelines all all confused. Um, but so, man, time is very weird. Okay, so I guess not years before. But Killzone Shadowfall attempts to, to, to have that same, like, emotional... Um, but the problem with it is, you know... Well, I guess with The Last of Us, they are also kind of no-name characters. You don't really know the characters in the first 30 minutes to an hour. You really don't. Um, but playing Killzone Shadowfall... Um, you're a kid when you actually get to take control of a character. You're 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 Lucas, and the you're you're in in your apartment with your dad while the hell gaster coming in and they're just shooting and mowing people down and and Lucas as a kid is just like I, what what's going on why why is this happening, and the the dad is just trying to like keep him you know. As, as innocent as possible. He's just like, oh, well, uh, you know, just don't worry about it. You're, you're my second in command. We, we got to go. We got to go. And, like, the the city that you're going through is, is already destroyed. So, like, it's been bombed. Um, so, it's just very weird how they, they set things up. But, like, they do a lot of, like, very close zoomed in on the dad's face to try to drum up some kind of, like, emotional connection between these two characters. Um, and eventually, the, the dad gets shot, and the, the kid is left on his own. But um, just all of the build-up to it was just very... Like, you could tell that they were trying to make this con- like this emotional connection and just failing miserably to do it because you know nothing about Lucas. You know nothing about the, the dad. You're just running through Hellgaster, just walking
1: around... Do you play as Lucas throughout the game? Yeah. Okay. So, um, is the game then set like well years later? So it it goes
0: through a couple time skips after uh, Lucas's dad gets shot. Um, it, it jumps eight years and then ten years and fourteen years, um, and of course Lucas now has a just deep seated hatred for for the Hellgast. So now he is going, like he's joined the ISA and he's joining the forces to, to fight back against uh, against the Helghast. Um But it's just very, story-wise, it is just very forced. Um, it, it's like all of the writing is just, we need to get you to the next point. We, ju- we just need to get you to the next gameplay uh, section. Um, so the, the story, character development, character interactions. Um, also, if you're not playing with a headset, you're not hearing anything they're saying. Because, like, I've, I've, I've tried playing without my headset on, and when characters speak, I'm having to like really crank up the, the, the TV because they talk so quietly, even though, you know, these are, you know, military people, you know, yelling orders or, you know. So, for the most part, like, it's just... Gameplay is good. Like I'm, in, I'm enjoying that. The gunplay is is, is very good. Um, but yeah, everything outside of the gameplay, just really not good. And I can I can see why Guerrilla was uh, so happy to, to to ready to move on. Yeah. Um, and I mean, they're doing really well with the Horizon games. Outside of the fact that they seem to always release their game. <laughs> poor, <laughs> poor timing. Side- Bad luck side by side with uh, another game that just sweeps the rug out from under them, whether it's breath of the wild or, or or uh elden ring they just don't seem to have a very good job or a very very good luck with with releases but so that that's those are the, the two things that i've been playing you know just a, a really good really good week of just enjoying these these ga- these uh
1: games that i've, I've chosen Well, for my part, um, as you completed Iden Chronicles last week, you started up again, so I guess you really beat it last week. I finished Shining Force this week.
0: All right, all right.
1: Um, Not much to say there. I only had, like, three or four battles left. I said that much at the end of last week's podcast. Um, I think I did have, like, exactly three battles. Was it like a gauntlet of... of Essentially, yeah. So the the finale of Shining Force. Have you beat Shining Force? I know you played two maybe a lot. I I played two a lot. I didn't uh, have the opportunity to play the first one. Okay. Yeah, so I mean it was kind of a gauntlet. It was like a trio of battles that basically just segued right into the next one. And it was very climactic, really cool. Um, Basically, the bad guy, um, he's trying to summon this ancient dragon to rule over the world. Of course. Of Um, course. And so... You know, you get up to him, the penultimate battle, you kill him, but, oh, he's still got a little bit of life in him, and that's exactly what he needed to summon the dragon, so then the final battle is against this giant three-headed dragon, and it's really cool, because it's just so massive, you gotta take on the three different heads, there's like one little enemy spawner on each side of them, (coughs) and so I got lucky with a couple hits, and by this point, a lot of enemies have like 30 hit points, so I'm dealing, you know, like, anywhere up to 10 damage uh, per attack and of course i've got a party of 12 so i can really whittle people down at this point with these last couple battles the bosses are having uh, question marks for health basically their health bar extends past 99 hit points the max and so like the that guy the big bad guy he had like maybe 150 hit points the dragon i think had like 200 or something for the main head and then of course it has the two separate heads I got lucky with one strike from Max, my uh, the protagonist, the main character. He had a an attack that did like 80 damage. Never just dealt that much damage before. And it was a double being the hero. And it was a double attack too. So then his next attack also did like 30 or something. So I did like half of its health, a third of its health right in like one attack. Um, but yeah, Shine Force just had a couple battles left, climactic finale. Really good game. Really like it. Again, it's like thirty years old. For the, so the story is simple. You know, you're dealing with a Dark Soul. It's kind of reminds me of like Final Fantasy V. It's like you're fighting yeah. X Death. <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> or or the fact that that your uh, uh,
0: main character's name is is Bart's, yeah. or if if you're playing the Japanese version, Buts. Yeah. Yeah. The the true the butts. Yeah. So the, the Dark Soul. Okay. Yeah. And so, so is that in any way related to the from software uh, dark souls games no
1: no soul spelled like sun s-o-l Oh, okay. uh, so you know okay. dark sun no okay. and and actually looking you know so i will play shine force 2 at some point but we've discussed i'll wait for that uh, sega genesis mini 2 to come out yeah. i kind of want to dive right into it now honestly because i like whenever i like i was really kind of it. whenever you're playing a game you really like it you almost dread beating it because it's like
0: I'm about done with it. I, I just I, wanted to go on forever, unless I,
1: it's Elden Ring. I won't have that routine anymore of like, oh, I'm going to play a little bit of Shining Force today. So I did think about actually jumping right into the second game because I did have so much fun in the back half of, okay, I understand the systems, I'm grinding levels, I really enjoyed that part. Yeah, and, and I, I, I I might be wrong, but I don't think there's a
0: whole lot of time in between Shining Force and Shining Force 2 as far as uh, like, like chronology.
1: Or actually, releases. Um, yeah, like development and stuff. So I think there was, you know, maybe not, you know, today de- you know, nowadays there's like two to three years plus for yeah, well, yeah, development yeah. time between sequels. I, I may have been like that, but I think they did other games in between, like the the mm-hmm. Game Gear games, which were like Gaiden games, side no, stories. No. And actually, reading into the chronology, like, okay, where does Shining Force lay in the Shining series? There is a big chronology that connects most of the Shining games. So I was kind of digging into that this week and be like, well. Wow, Maybe I'll go back and play Shining in the Darkness, that first-person dungeon crawler that started yeah. this all. Because yeah. you can actually like kind of connect some of the characters and threads between the releases. That's... Uh, and, you know, I
0: have kind of found it amusing when, when you're like, oh, doing like 10 points of damage and like the the, the health bar is like 150 to 200. Because, like, it, it just... Like, as soon as you said that, I started thinking of Disgaea and just the insane yeah. number that they have for, like health and damage millions and of damage yeah so like just a, just a simpler time it, you know it, it's very uh, you know w- when i played uh, dungeons and dragons like you're you're not talking about a- attacks that are doing 500 points of damage or a thousand points of damage or like anything like that it, it's five ten twenty thirty you know
1: yeah it's always interesting diving into different JRPGs because that's one of my favorite things to see okay like whenever you level up how fast does this stuff scale yeah because you know ultimately they're just numbers it's really like well I'm doing like 10% damage or I'm doing 15% damage it doesn't matter if the number is 3 or 300 yeah so
0: but you know Shining Force done Mm -hmm. completed
1: yeah besides that I did complete another game I did complete actually I completed a couple games this week Um, but one of them was Pac-Man 256 i have oh, been playing man. the Pac-Man Museum Plus compilation on and off. Um, basically, at this point, just playing Pac-Man 256. I'd unlocked uh, pretty much as many achievements as I felt I was going to unlock with the other games, the actual arcade games in there. But Pac-Man 256 had a long, um, continuous uh, just ordeal of a- achievement. They were basically completing all the missions. All the arcade games in this compilation, they have like 10 to 15 missions. Like, I get this score complete this many rounds, complete this many rounds in one sitting. For Pac-Man 256, the big one was upgrade 10 of the power-ups to their max level. Mm-hmm. And so you do that just by um, as you're going through the maze, you collect these points that you can then pump into your upgrade your upgrades to power them up. Or your power-ups to upgrade them. Whichever way you see it. Um, so I'd been working on that, kind of like Shining Force. Like, oh, I'm going to miss it. I was playing that like a little bit every day. like day. Pac-Man yeah. Museum Plus it was easy. Like, okay, while the little ones watching youtube getting ready for bed i can just pop that on for 10 or 15 minutes make a little bit of progress so i've been playing that for a long time i finally got that done and with that i think i'm done with the pac-man museum plus compilation like i said there's other achievements and stuff for me to get but they're gonna be tough to do and the ones i have basically every achievement i've unlocked in that game is like my most valuable achievement now my (laughs) rarest achievement
0: uh, but yeah you know kind of going going back to just like that uh that Sense of you know when we were playing Elden Ring, like, well, what are you going to play? Elden Ring, like for 170 hours. It was just something where,
1: like, I knew what I was playing. I knew what I was like. What what goal I was going towards. Shoot, even for like a hundred hours, I figured it'd be done after a hundred hours. Yeah. So then it's like, when is this game going to end? Yeah, and you know, so, so not not in a bad way either, man. Loved every minute of it.
0: That's I'm I'm kind of indifferent about it because like for me, I was just. Like, I was ready for it to be done, but also not really ready for it to be done. Like, I was ready to play something else. Yeah, I wasn't
1: ready for it to be done, but I was ready to play something else. But then after I beat it, I was like, oh,
0: well, now what do I want to play? Mm-hmm. What?"
1: And especially because we got all the achievements and trophies in one playthrough, so it's not like, okay, well, I got to play through it a, a, a quick second playthrough at least to get this yeah. ending or whatnot. So, I mean, it's like, hey, when you're done with the game, we've we're done yeah I mean there's more to do of course but I think for our purposes like hey I got all the achievements or trophies I've basically seen everything the developer said was core to that experience
0: and I've also put 170 plus hours into it so like I've I've seen a lot but um, so yeah for the most part like after beating Elden Ring it was like oh man okay so now uh, what do I play and so, just still kind of in, in that pattern of, like, I, I've, I've started completing games, like, in, in the last couple of episodes, talking about Beating Triangle Strategy, the, Iodin. the, the, the PS4 version of, of Ioden, well, yeah, just Ioden Chronicle Rising, I'm, I'm done with that, um, and then picking up Kills on Shadowfall, and just, like, uh, I did, I started, because with Ioden, with Ioden Chronicle Rising completed... I started thinking, well, what would be a good RPG to to stream on on Twitch? Like something that I could possibly do voices for or just a a good story to to entertain people and just get good narrative stuff on. And the thought very briefly uh, crossed my mind of,
1: well, Octopath Traveler is on Game Pass. Oh, yeah. And you never beat it. You have it on the Switch. Yeah, we both got and, the big, cool collector's edition, right? Yeah,
0: and it, it is a phenomenal game. I just ended up falling out of it or, or like just other other games and just life and stuff kind of got in the way of completing it. But um, I think for the most part, like I started thinking, I was like, yeah, I could probably do that. And then I started thinking, I was like, do I really want to start over? Because like, it's not exactly the biggest RPG, but I, I have put like 20 to 30 hours into it. Um, it's not exactly the hardest RPG to get back into because of just how the story and characters and stuff are structured. Um, so I ended up deciding, no, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll pick up uh, Killzone Shadowfall. I'll just start playing that because I really don't want to start the, the, the experience over again. But it did. I, I did start thinking... That might actually be a good RPG to to pick back up on the Switch, you know, as
1: we're kind of in this holding pattern for the the next Star Ocean, which... uh, Well, at least you are. You know, you need to do what I do. You need to have that backlog. Okay, here's the games I most want to play. That way you kind of have the options. Okay, well, what sort of RPG is in there? And then what could slot into that time, the before times of Star Ocean 6? And, I mean... People at
0: work are starting to talk more and more and more about *Like a Dragon*, and I'm just like, well, oh. that that might actually give enough energy to, to actually finish that because, uh, like, people are talking about, oh yeah, I'm in like chapter seven, chapter eight, chapter nine, chapter ten. Uh, so, some of the people are like, yeah, I just unlocked that that, that business management mini game, and it just breaks the game. I'm like, yeah, it does. Like you you just just churn money and just buy whatever you want like it, it completely breaks the game and so i'm like well maybe that'll be something that, that once I, I complete Shadowfall, finally wrap up uh, like a dragon especially you know kind of getting more in the mentality of i don't really need to go for the hardest of the trophies
1: Yeah, just, and, just play and, through the game and now may be a good time because i think at TGS Tokyo Game Show. I think they're going to announce the, their the, sequel. The,
0: the sequel. So, so I was
1: like, hey, let's put that one to bed before the next one comes out. So, so
0: real quick, since since you, you brought up TGS, uh, do you think Konami is going to announce a, a Sweet collection since they renewed the probably the, not the, the, the trademark.
1: Probably not. I could see them. You know, so Konami, uh, easy to bash on Konami, right? Yeah. Konami's gotten a lot of hate over the years. I think they do deserve some credit, though, because they have been successfully mining their back catalog. There are people at Konami who care about games and care about their history. Um, And and
0: they're doing really well with the TMNT property, Like, this year has been really good for that property. Well,
1: and not just that. I mean, this year has been pretty decent for Konami. I think the Castlevania Advance Collection came out earlier this year. Maybe it was last year. But they've had these two compilations in the last short while. That one, which I think was probably put together by M2 or maybe Konami internally. And, of course, this TMNT collection, which was done by uh, Digital Eclipse or whatever Digital Eclipse is now, and they just do a fantastic job on these compilations. They did the SNK 40th compilation. They've done a Street Fighter compilation. Mega Man, they do a terrific job whenever they do it. They actually dig in and make it, like, museum quality. Well, and, you know, even just outside of the collections, like, Shredder's Revenge. Yeah. Like, a, a new game. Which, like. that's not Konami-related, correct? I don't think Konami published that. That's, um, uh, the... that's who published streets of rage 4 uh, dot emu uh, no, yeah that was a no. dot emu joint that was oh, developed okay. by you know i forget their name but they they had done the uh beat them up on the playstation 3 and 360 that got delisted ubisoft published it it's based on that movie wheelman not wheelman that's not a it's not a movie uh, anyways
0: uh, yeah but too right. human.
1: No, they've got good pedigree, but yeah, mm-hmm. that was. I don't think that's any relation to Konami, but yeah. So I mean, I don't. You know, maybe they would announce it here. You know, they've renewed a trademark. That doesn't necessarily mean they're making something new or anything. That just means they don't want the trademark to lapse. But it could be a positive indicator that hey, we've had success with these compilations of our uh, back catalog. Maybe it's time to revisit Suikoden. I mean, if if they announce
0: a collection for Suikoden i will pre-order that as soon as pre-orders are available
1: yeah i mean it's like, almost like a day one sort of thing just to show hey we're out here we yeah. out here we back which is I, I
0: think in in good good part just why aoden chronicle has like has developed such a following so quickly is the fact that it's so much of that and fan base that's like we want a game like this. We want because there, there's there's really not much out there that that has all of the parts that make a Suikoden game, you know, a massive cast of characters, a, an interesting like geopolitical war going on, some of the most evil villains in gaming history. Like,
1: well, I mean, just like Suikoden two. Well, I mean, Luca. Carries, like, a, a, a lot of weight for, for the villains. Oh, of, yeah, for sure. I mean, he may be, like, one of the most evil, yeah. if not the most evil like, person like, in an RPG or video game. Like,
0: people talk about Sephiroth being this, you know, super you know,
1: badass villain, but... Well, people just talk about that because Final Fantasy is popular.
0: Yeah. Uh, Luca, uh, Luca Blight is just demented evil. Like, just... So, I, I feel like... Um, Like I said, as soon if they make an announcement and pre-orders go live, like that is easily a day one purchase for me. Just to have all those games on a modern platform would be phenomenal. So, Konami, if you are listening, which I know you're not, but if you are,
1: like you've at least got two copies of the collection sold here. Yeah, I get it. Uh, You know, I I've been playing this weekend. Games Tactics is the next one up on my backlog, my to do list, and then after that, is it close? Is it? it I don't know. i still got a lot. I've, I've kind of been having a good time just going through games on the Xbox since I've got the Series X and cleaning up achievements. So I have felt like after Shine Force and while playing Shine Force, you know? And that, that tactical, tactical it's, mindset. It's not a long RPG. It's not a, a super long one. So maybe I'll jump into that soon. But 5, I don't have 5 whenever I get it because it's super expensive. Whenever I get to that, I'll have to borrow your copy. Yeah. So, you know, if they put out a compilation, I'm sure it would just, even if they put out a compilation right now, I'm sure it would just be like one or two you know, kind of like, hey, here's the PlayStation 1 era of Suikoden, the ones that came out in the West. You know, I don't think they'd put 5 out, because with the PS3 digital releases, they never got to that one. They did yeah. not, you know, 3 and 4 did not sell well enough where they felt like it was worth their effort to put 5 out. So, so I, I don't know that that would... I don't, the dream would be to have a massive compilation that has all of them, right? Yeah, I 1 through 5, tactics. Maybe you could do Tear Cry somehow. Maybe you can, like, localize some of the Japan-only, like, audio novels or the PSP entries. Like... I easily would drop, like, 120 bucks to get
0: all of those games in one collection. Um, but, yeah, I could definitely see them kind of going the, the Square Enix route, like, with the, the Pixel remasters,
1: where, like, they, they announce. Yeah, maybe one they'll, through Yeah, maybe they'll put them on a platform that you don't want to buy them on, so then you buy them on that one, and then once you do, it's like, oh, hey, they're also coming to consoles now. Yeah, like, we're, we're, we're doing mobile versions first. Okay, well, you, you say first, but like, when are the other,
0: like, other platforms? Well, we'll see how well this one sells.
1: So I kind of have to buy that to help support the idea of it going to a console. Yeah, this is this is the mindset of somebody who's bought Final Fantasy X multiple times, like like let's say the PS3 remaster, and then let's say like the PS4 remaster. Yeah, yeah. And then you complain about Last of Us. Well. Okay, moving on. So,
0: yeah, uh, what, was, uh, what, what, other, uh, what other
1: game have you... <laughs> and so, Pac-Man, pretty much done with that. I will say Pac-Mania. I was having a lot of fun playing that, so maybe I'll still dabble with that Pac-Man museum compilation, but for the most part, I'm done. I did start playing Sonic Generations. That's one that's been on my backlog for a long time. We actually played it back in 2015. Uh, we played like an hour of it, I think, and we unlocked some achievements. Um, we had a good time playing it. Yeah, we just like... never got back to it for some reason. Yeah, I mean, just probably just
0: I mean, life and other games, just yeah. You know. But I
1: mean, Sonic Generations was a really good release. Yeah, like. And so we unlocked a couple achievements at that time, and so that's always been something in the back of my mind, kind of like, okay, well, I got to go back to that at some point. It's like I always feel this urge whenever I get achievements. Okay, well, I have to play it now. Um, this is one where I'm happy though, because the game is pretty good. I will say that was not the way I felt whenever I was playing through it. Um, Mm. So I did play through and beat it this week. You know, it's only like five hours. It's not too long. It's got, I think there are 18 stages. There's basically nine kind of worlds with two stages each. One, a classic Sonic version and one, a modern Sonic version. And this game came out for the 20th anniversary of Sonic. uh, Celebrating the release of Sonic the Hedgehog. So it's actually kind of like a greatest hits. All the levels are based off of original titles. Or not, or not original titles, but the original games in the franchise. So, I mean, you've got a level based on, like, Green Hill Zone from Sonic the Hedgehog 1. You've got a level based on the the, the city escape from Sonic Adventure 2. You've got a level based on, like, Sonic 2, Sonic 3, Sonic & Knuckles, Sonic Heroes, Sonic, um, Sonic Unleashed, even all the way up to Sonic Colors, which was the newest one at that time. I think this came out in 2011. Sonic Colors came out in 2010. So, for me, who has not played all those, you know, I've played all the Genesis games. I've played all of them basically up to, like, actually, I guess the only ones I haven't played that would be in this collection are Sonic Unleashed and Sonic Colors. Um, So, it was very fun going back through these kind of, uh, the levels start out basically the exact same as the source material, but then they kind of shift. So, it's like re-envisioned versions of these levels. So, it was fun having the knowledge of playing basically all these before and then seeing them remixed. Same thing with the soundtrack. Soundtrack's awesome. Uh, It's got remixed versions of all these original songs from those releases. So you're getting a new take on all of them, just like you're getting a new take on the stages. But as I was playing through the game originally, I have a tendency, I'm playing Sonic, you just got to run. You just got to rush through. You just got to go fast. And so sometimes the design of Sonic stages is not meant for that. And so you're just running, you're running, you come to a dead stop. You got to push something. I'm playing Sonic. I'm supposed to go fast. I'm supposed to run. I've got all this attitude. Yeah, Why yeah. am I sitting here pushing something? And then it's like, oh, well, I don't even need to platform on top of that. I can platform on other stuff around it, but you still make me push it. And that's kind of in the classic mo- the classic stages, like those side scrolling stages. And in the modern stages, you kind of get that same sort of thing, too, where you're just running, you're running, and then you miss a jump just barely, or you couldn't home into an enemy, and now you can't control the camera. Sonic takes forever to kind of get back up to speed he's really awkward to control and then you just start realizing okay there's a lot of stuff that kind of sucks about these games yeah and so that initial playthrough is like okay i was about i was on the verge of texting and actually say never tell never let anyone tell you sonic is good sonic (laughs) sucks this shit sucks um but unfortunate but it did rebound so after i beat the game i was like okay well i'm gonna do some achievement cleanup and I'm going to go through the stages and get an S rank, which is basically just beat the level relatively quickly without dying. And so that forced me to kind of slow down, play the stages a little more cautiously. And when I did that, I was like, oh, okay, this is enjoyable. This is how you're supposed to play. Like, yes, Sonic is all about attitude and about running fast, but there are times when you can't do that. There are specific sequences in the stage where it's like, okay, you got a bunch of loops. Or you just got a straightaway run. But there is platforming. This is a platformer, so there are points where you have to slow right. down and take it easy. And once I did that, then it's like, okay, this game's actually really enjoyable, really fun. That's a, and I remember, um, like, I I grew up more as
0: a as a Sega kid than than Nintendo. Um, but for the most part, like, you know, as, as you and I played Mario and, and Sonic games, not the Olympic games, just the individual yeah. games and in, in their and their, their franchises, I, I, I've like. Even in Mario, like you, you, you kind of play a Mario game like a Sonic game, yeah. but then you, you end up having to like play a Sonic game like a Mario game, like, at least how they're, they're intended. You know, like with, with Mario, it's more slow and methodical, and you're, you're going through the platforming, whereas with Sonic, like the, the idea is, oh, well, he's supposed to go fast.
1: Uh, yeah, my wife says, you, know, you play games like you're stirring mac and cheese. Whenever I, whenever the mac and cheese is done, whenever you're adding the milk, you're adding the butter, you're adding the cheese sauce, I get there to stir in it. I just stir really vigorously, and sometimes stuff stuff shoots out of the pot. Yeah, the, the, and so I play I play Sonic games like I'm stirring mac and cheese. I play really vigorously. I make mistakes. I get upset. Right. And then whenever I slow it down, it's like, okay, this is fun. You're, you're running into you know
0: uh, robotic piranhas and you're you're you, you you know fall into like spike pits and stuff and then you're just falling off of. I mean, you know, luckily
1: you've got the, the, the star checkpoint nearby, so you know, you're yeah. not having to go too far. Yeah. But one thing I'll give to, you know, speaking of like Nintendo platformers versus Sonic platformers, Sega platformers, and specifically maybe just because it's more fresh in the mind, like the Kirby games or the Yoshi games we played, like those are platformers, are straight platformers. I feel like one of the things that Nintendo does much better than Sega in this regard is the level design. Everything. Well, uh, No, not necessarily. <clears throat> but the level design, you know, there are levels I can remember from the Yoshi games and the Kirby games, those yarn games that we were playing, that are just really creative, like really fun. Yeah. Like, okay, here's a gimmick. We're going to make the stage this whole gimmick, and it's really the only time we're ever going to use that and because the next stage is going to have a totally different gimmick. Like a lot of inventiveness yeah. and creativity going into the level design versus these Sonic games where they feel just more like straight straight through platformers, like you're just going to be doing some running and jumping um sonic games maybe the thing they do better than nintendo and of course this has always been the case is the, the coolness the characters are cool the cutscenes for this game are funny they make me laugh the soundtrack just love the soundtrack all eras of sonic yeah. like going back to the genesis era which had like really cool uh, vibrant lush sounds to like the dreamcast more modern era where it's like rocking like crush 40 and <laughs> yeah. Senue. yeah you know actually like kind of like power rangers or like Real like rock raw rock and roll the, 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 the kids rock type stuff the, yeah like yeah like corny lyrics but corny lyrics that i'm singing to in the shower after playing the game still and just like just uh
0: sounds that just get stuck in your head and like uh you know as far as like the you know obviously the classic green hill zone mm-hmm. but then the, like, all of sonic one and two
1: soundtrack just like perfection the the, the sonic cd the casino stage yeah and can't remember Sonic, which Sonic. 2, Casino yeah. Night Zone.
0: So yeah, just like it, it, very iconic soundtracks with with the, the Sonic games. Um, but yeah, like it's just like if only they could nail the gameplay. If, if only, which I mean, Sega has has figured out if they outsource Sonic to to non Sonic team developers, they have a good game on their hands like yeah. well, I mean, this mania is,
1: this is a sonic team developed joint but again it is like taking inspiration yeah. from all the other titles and you know it kind of gets to the point of like was sonic ever good or was it all about the attitude and the other stuff around it
0: i i i, I feel like the first two sonic games were
1: were really good okay well as a self-admitted second person you feel the first two sonic games really good okay uh, so so yeah totally yeah. non-biased
0: yeah um the 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 third one when they started kind of being like okay well we need to start adding more like platforming to it and start s- slowing him down <clears throat> i kind of think that's when they started figuring or not figuring i think that's when they started running into oh man how do we how do we make a fast character Like a long-term investment, not just a gimmicky character for one or two games. Yeah,
1: and the answer was the Chow Garden in Sonic Adventure One and Two, which is perfection. (laughs) So, anyways, this this game's pretty short. It only took me about five hours to beat it. Um, Each stage, so there's these nine stages based off like nine previous titles. I think that's correct. There's 18 total stages. There's a bunch. There's some boss fights in between. Um, Each of these little worlds has like five. Uh, I think like five different challenges, or really ten different challenges, because you play as one as Sonic, classic Sonic, one as modern Sonic. So there's like 90 challenges all, all in all, and these things I actually find really fun. Um, so the normal game, you're actually just going through playing a normal Sonic stage, whether it be a classic stage or a modern stage. These challenges are more uh, short-term affairs. Like usually, you're completing them in like one to two minutes, and you've got a specific objective. Okay, get this shield in the classic sonic game get the thunder shield it allows you to do a double jump and so the the stages are kind of designed around that or hey get 100 coins 100 rings before the end of the stage and there's this sprinkler thing that's flying around the stage that's dropping them they've got all these specific objectives that are really fun i think if only because they are so short so it's just like okay i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do this you really just knock them out so there is a lot of stuff to do in the game I wasn't intending on going for all achievements. I wasn't intending going for the completion. As, as I, I think we, we typically do for, for most games that we <laughs> that we start. But what kind of pushed me over the edge was the realization that, okay, I get graded on how I do in the main stages as well as those challenges. And like I said, there's 90 challenges. So I originally thought, just kind of perusing the achievement list, that I was going to have to get an S rank in all 90 challenges. And I was like, okay, well, I'm drawing the line there. I'm not doing that. That's a lot. (laughs) Even though they're only like a minute or two long, that'd be a lot. Well, once I beat the game and started kind of going back through the achievement list, it's like, oh, I only have to get an S rank in the core stages, the core 18. So I did that. I actually completed that yesterday after like you know another hour or two. All I have to do is just complete all the challenges. It doesn't matter my rank. And so it's like, oh, you know what? I may go for this. And so then the next big holdup is going to be Uh, collectibles there are five red rings in each of the core stages Um, so five in the classic version five in the modern version so on and so forth for all of those that'll be the one where I will have to use a guide to find those missing ones there are some stages I've actually completed got all rings myself um, just going through trying to get the S rank and there are others where like I see the ring I know how to get to it I just didn't I just missed the jump the one or two times I played the stage so I'll have to come back and get it Um, And then it will be a little tedious. It does still have, it has some Xbox Live connectivity, which I didn't know. It's not like, it's not like versus multiplayer or anything like that in the sense that it's uh, at the same time. It's really just like time trial stages. I will have to also go through and basically beat every, every challenge. I don't know actually, now that I think about it, every challenge or every stage in the online version equivalent um, to get a score post to the leaderboard, but you know, after doing all this, it's like I, I think I'm like nine hours into the game. I think a completion estimate from True Achievements is like 15 to 25. Um, I don't think it'll take me that long, but I didn't intend on going for the full achievement completion. But after getting this yeah. far, it's like it's not going to be that hard. I think I'm going to go for it, and I'm having a good time playing the game.
0: So, uh, so in in generations, <clears throat> and so in in the first, well, pretty much in any Sonic game, there's those. Uh, chaos emerald stages does does generations have
1: no so I mean you do collect the chaos emeralds um, but there's not like a separate like mini game tied to not necessarily you know generally you get them from beating uh, side bosses so hey shadows in the game or silver the hedgehogs in the game or metal sonic you defeat them and then they'll give you a chaos emerald and then there's a couple more scattered Mm -hmm. throughout kind of the um, the menu selection the front end for the game is really cool it's basically like one long uh, continuous plane um and as you walk it's like okay here's the green hill zone area and it's kind of got green hill zone in the background and then you can kind of platform around that to get to these individual challenges and like here's tails he'll tell you tips and then you go on to the casino night zone or chemical plant zone and then here's so-and-so knuckles and he's going to tell you some stuff and you can platform around um oh. every now and then it's like oh here's shadow the hedgehog or Here's a challenge where you're going to get this, or here's an actual main boss. Okay, so, I mean, one, for for five hours, I mean, not. Yeah, I mean, I'd recommend playing. it. In fact, I want to show you some of the at least some of the cutscenes today, just because there is one or two with Eggman. Um, this this game deals with time travel. You know, it's Sonic Generations. There's a reason why there's there's all these stages from past Sonic games. This storyline has to do with time travel. So there's essentially two versions, you know, you've got the classic Sonic, you've got the modern Sonic, you also got classic Tails and modern Tails. You've got classic Eggman, Dr. Robotnik, and modern Eggman, Dr. Eggman. So there's a lot of funny interactions between Eggman and Robotnik. There's at least one or two cutscenes I just want to show you to see no. those, but the um, story deals with time travel, you know, there's a reason behind all this. Is,
0: is there any stages based off of uh, the main Bean Machine, or...?
1: No. Um, nothing like dropping down. from the skies or anything okay no there is a cool uh, dlc free dlc now it used to cost like a buck 50 or something whenever the game came out but sega has since made it free and it's still attainable uh, this is a backwards compatible game on the xbox and actually improvements like 60 frames per second but the free dlc is a casino night zone pinball table <laughs> so it is a really cool <laughs> pinball table all done up to represent like the casino night zone from sonic 2 and it's like seems like pretty good pinball, actually. That's pretty neat. Well,
0: you know, and I, I I surprisingly seem to be good at pinball games, so yeah. that,
1: that might be something that I need to check Yeah, maybe we're checking check out. out. Um, speaking of checking out, I'd also maybe like to check out Sonic Generations on the 3DS because it has some slight variations from the console versions. Um, you know, these were in celebration of the 20th anniversary. We're pulling levels from old Sonic games, kind of reimagining them. The Sonic Generations game on the 3DS, the handheld platform, has some different stages. And it also pulls from different Sonic games. So it's pulling more in the back end towards, like, Sonic Rush and Sonic Rush Adventure on the DS. And I think even some Sonic Advance games. Like, hey, Hmm. we're going to pull more from the handheld games. So I don't... Kind of a cool concept with that. Yeah. So, I mean, I'd kind of be interested in checking that out now. In the same way, that like, hey, this Sonic Generations game was good. Let me check that out. It kind of... You know, kind of the same design philosophy behind Smash Brothers for the Wii U and 3DS. They each had different stages. The 3DS one kind of had more games or stages, more stages based on games that were handheld-centric. So, pretty cool hmm. that they really got, like, two separate games for it. That's, uh...
0: And, I mean, like, just just looking at it, with when, when games decide to actually be creative instead of just, well, we're, we're making another one you know so but outside of uh, sonic generations was there any anything else that you were dabbling in with uh, this week
1: or yeah. yeah so and i do have some more games i got some surprise i don't i did not oh, yeah. have any surprises this week just a, just a loaded week for you yeah i do have some surprises for next week um now that i'm at now that i'm finished with sonic generations i'm cleaning that up i think i've got more time to devote to some other stuff i've got some surprises for next week i think so talk about those then Again, if I get to them. I said there was going to be surprises this week, and there's not really surprises. I basically (laughs) spent a lot of time with Sonic Generations. (laughs) Surprise, Um, surprise. The last thing would just be Pokemon Sword. I did start dabbling with that a little bit more. Um, From Thursday through Sunday, Snom, the ice bug Pokemon Snom, is uh, featured in Max Raid Battles. There's a higher chance of getting a shiny. Um, I think Pokemon Sword has done this just about once a month or once every other month since its release. Um, featuring a special themed max raid kind of weekend with a chance to get a shiny of uh, a higher chance to get a shiny. Um, Snom is the feature this month, and I love bug Pokemon, so any chance to get a bug Pokemon, I'm going to go for it. But Snom is pretty cool too. Um, so I, I was playing some of that, and I did ultimately get a shiny. Shiny variant of Snom not that great, um, barely different. In fact, I didn't realize I had caught a shiny because oh, I was. I was kind of playing this on the side while I was playing Sonic Generations. I just like kind of join a max raid battle and um, look over every like 40 seconds or so and be like, OK, attack, because, you know, it's a cooperative thing with three other people. So even if you don't press any buttons, it'll auto select for you. So I kind of had this off to the side. I had caught a shiny and I didn't realize it, and it's probably because I wasn't paying full attention and also because it's hard to tell the difference. So I'd like to get two well. to be able to get one for Snom and one for Snom's Evolution, which I can't think of the name, but it's like an Ice Moth. Really cool looking, but again, Shiny's not that great. So I'll probably dabble a little bit more with that. And then I guess also on Pokemon Sword, um, Sword and Shield, they have been releasing Ashes' Party, like one Pokemon a week for the last two, three weeks now. Um, so that's out there to claim. I think this week is Gengar.
0: Hmm. Well, that's... uh. Kind of wondering. So, <clears throat> do you think they will continue supporting like regular events for Sword and Shield after uh,
1: Violet or Scarlet and Violet come out? Yeah. I don't know. I would I would imagine maybe for like a month or two after they still have some stuff, but I imagine everything will switch over to Scarlet and Violet at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been the case where you know they kind of had like three or four. Just looking at the core games, the primary series, and not the spinoffs. Um, you know, at this point, they have kind of like three active games recently. They've got Sword and Shield, which came out in like 17 or 18, but is still very much active because um, that's the core game for competition. So, of course, they're going to keep that alive. They've got Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, the remake of fourth-gen Pokemon games from last year. And then they've got Arceus, which came out this year. So they've got kind yes. of three core games where they have been releasing um, distribution, spe- like legendary, other special Pokemon um, for at least about a year now. Um, scarlet and violet comes out like i said maybe they'll keep sword and shield alive with those max raid battles and other pokemon distributions for a couple months but i imagine it'll all shift to that because that'll that that represents the next generation the eighth generation of core pokemon entries and well i guess with the well then there and speaking of sword and shield keeping that alive there is a distribution looks like coming out maybe in the next couple days uh, through GameStop, you probably you may want to take part in this, even though you don't really play Shiny Eternatus. Oh, it's yeah. the first chance to yeah. get Shiny Eternatus. It looks like they're going to do a, a GameStop code physical card where I actually walk in, and they're going to do that sort of thing It's like help drum up pre-orders for Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Hey, while you're here, do you want to go ahead and pre-order this? Yeah, but but pictures have released showing that card, so I like, okay, this has been rumored for a couple days. So, okay, this is for sure. This is going to happen in the next next week or so.
0: So yeah, I. I uh heard things about you know the, the 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 shiny being released but haven't actually seen like what
1: like is it a major difference or is it like not not really in my head i'm thinking of Eternatus. and it's kind of like per, mainly purple with some pinkish reddish hues i think it's basically almost totally that that a uh, pinkish purplish or the pinkish reddish um right. so i mean it is different but i don't know Eternatus is cool i i don't really like the pokemon that much um yeah it is it is great and like for the game and the 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 gimmicky battle, the max raid sort of stuff, it is cool because it has a really cool, uh, Gigantamax form or alternate form, but and it's super powerful. I mean, stat wise, it's you know, one of the most powerful Pokemon. But the design was kind of like, yeah, it's fine, it's cool, cool looking thing. But but uh, uh, of which, like Scarlet and Violet, I don't know if you've seen some of the new Pokemon release, I think the the, the the bikes and stuff. The yeah, the bikes and stuff have not been. The- those those look okay. You know they're gonna serve an actual purpose, but the designs aren't really that great in my mind. Like the, the the thing with Pokemon, and and this is
0: just kind of just maybe it's me in my old age, but like, uh, you know, bird Pokemon they fly, you know, um, Onyx to be able to dig or, or you know, uh, Diglet for for digging or. You know, Lapras for surfing, Gyarados for surfing. Like, it, it, Pokemon have just like I, I guess it kind of goes back to like the Final Fantasy 13 thing where they they turn the summons into go karts and they they in, into into a motorcycle. It's like that, re- like really like it's just not it's just not needed. Like, just have a Pokemon that can surf. Have have a Pokemon that can that can go up a waterfall. Like
1: Yeah. And I mean at this point, like it was a big thing back in the day, like, okay, you have to have a Pokemon that can learn this HM so you can actually traverse, you can use strength to move boulders, you can surf or fly. Now they've basically offloaded all that stuff to like third party Pokemon that aren't a part of your party. Like in Scarlet and Violet, you had the big Corvanites that taxied you flew you around everywhere. Yeah. So you don't have to have like the Baidoof HM slave that knows every HM and you just have taken up a a slot of your party because well you gotta make your way from point a to point b uh but this week they did have a pokemon scarlet and violet video where they just released some more details about the game and announced some new pokemon have you seen the new pokemon uh, no, i have not okay so this is gonna be live reaction <laughs> uh, there were three pokemon released i think two hmm. of them are super cool i won't show you the third one just because it's it's neat it's cool and and for my from my point of view i think the pokemon they've shown off with scarlet and violet so far like all of them Pretty much all of them have been like, okay, that's a good looking Pokemon. Like you guys are making good looking Pokemon. I feel with like, like, hmm. like Pokemon like one generations one through three, it was like an upward thing. Like okay, they're just getting cooler and better. And then like Diamond and Pearl, I didn't really like a ton of the Pokemon in Diamond and Pearl. There's always good ones in every generation, but Diamond and Pearl I felt like had like, like Baidoof. Like yeah, it's fine I guess. Yeah. And then Black and White two, they had some cool looking Pokemon. X and Y. I can't really think of a lot of X and Y Pokemon just off the top of my dome. I mean, Xerneas, Yveltal. Yeah, yeah I mean, the cover Pokemon, Legendary Pokemon, they're pretty much always going to be cool. Um, um, Sun and Moon, I thought they had a bunch of good Pokemon. Sword and Shield, I thought they had a bunch of good Pokemon. And it looks like Scarlet and Violet's going to continue that trend. Hmm. But uh, here's two of the cool ones that were just released. This one is Amarouge. This is live reaction. Guess so, live, so, so, live Amarouge. Amarouge, live reaction from Jeff. <laughs> what the fuck is...
0: <laughs> what it's like a suit of armor yeah you don't think that's cool to, to encounter and okay so the, the i'm guessing scarlet exclusive has like a plume of fire sticking Ka- out kind of kinda looks back. like a
1: warrior kind of looks like glade or blaziken um, yeah people have said it reminds them of digimon like hey it's cool pokemon's actually let digimon in the game
0: yeah that's uh
1: so fire psychic it is the fire warrior pokemon
0: it's 411 so i'm still taller than it yeah 187 pounds though are you heavier yeah. than it no it, it, it's got me by about
1: 30 or 40 pounds now yeah, yeah. And so that <laughs> that you know that'll be exclusive to scarlet i've actually thinking in my mind i will get scarlet my wife will get violet the the one i'm about to show you for violet kind of the counter to amarouge is maybe think maybe i want violet i like purple purple's like my favorite color anyways maybe i want to get violet All right. so this is cerulege it's like cerulean
0: cer- or cerulege cerulege okay so that one looks very digimon like and i the fire blades pokemon fire ghost oh i do like ghost pokemon yeah and i like fire pokemon
1: yeah and it's kind of got the same thing going on with its head it's got like a plume of like fire up there except for it's like a blue fire kind of bluish purple it got blades for arm i mean
0: okay so that one I, i i think that one looks cooler than amarouge amarouge yeah yeah (laughs) <laughs> i
1: think they both look pretty cool i i agree the same thing though saru saru ledge gets the edge over amarouge amarouge i think is still cool you you act like it's a mr I Mime mean, looking pokemon or something it's not it's I much mean, cooler than that it,
0: it it's a it's a very i don't i don't know a- amarouge
1: mm. but saru ledge. i mean lechonk come on they're knocking out of the park with these new pokemon lechonk that's cute this is an old hmm. one. This was like one of the first ones showing off. Lachonk. Uh, I'd, I'd 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 rather
0: have like a snubble or a, snubble. Yeah, like a, a snubble or um, snubble. I mean, get out of here. Look, le- Lachonk. Lachonk. Like, Even the name is great. Lachonk. Yeah, is it French? Is it a French Pokémon? Is it is it is it coming is it coming no. from
1: No, I mean the region the the games the the region that these games are based off of is Spain, so there's some Spanish influence. Mm, okay, so it, it it's close to France. Small of... you've seen Small of, right? I don't think so. Oh, well crap. Okay, I know we're just about done here, but now I got to pull up Small of. Uh... This again, this was one of the first ones released. Of the new ones, and I guess this will be, you know, continuing on from last week. The kudos of the week, uh, this, uh, this kudos this week goes to Game Freak for designing Smoliv. Come on, Smallive, the it, name it, alone is is a hundred percent.
0: So it has an it has an olive on it on it, its head. Yeah, it and is an a, olive, little olive thing. And uh, it it uh, and it's small, small olive, Smallive. Yeah, that's uh, they're 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 really
1: uh creative with their their their, their names now um that, what do you mean that's how their names have always been their names have always been like puns and portmanteaus yeah
0: but so is
1: i've i have no idea how many pokemon there are now but it will will this it's like 890 something this game will probably push it up to like the 960s 970s 980s right. won't be quite at a thousand i guess that's my guess that's, I'm
0: I'm curious to see if they go all out for like like a super spectacular one thousandth Pokemon. Like yeah. if they go, if they do something uh, special. Yeah, because it's like we have now made a thousand
1: Pokemon. It's just a new unknown. That's just one zero zero zero,
0: or or Mew three. You know they, they no. yeah Mu, you know, Mew, no. Mew two Mew three. No. I mean, I, 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 I think that would be kind of, you know, throw it back to the, to the original.
1: They could do something,
0: uh, or just a new Rotom form.
1: It could do something honoring like the creator of Pokemon, which I'm drawing a blank on his name now. Yeah, I want to say Ken Sugimori, but that's not it. He's just an original artist. But, uh, but anyway, Hi. This is this is shameful. I know this. Listeners, I know this is just not on the tip of my tongue right now. I mean, the, the
0: reason that 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 John is around is because of his
1: encyclopedic memory about anything and everything gaming. So, Tajiri. So yeah, Satoshi Tajiri didn't even finish. did get a chance to finish looking it up. Mm, okay. Satoshi Tajiri just, just had to just had to flip through those mental pages before before mm-hmm.
0: getting to it. Um, so for the upcoming week. You know, you got Shining Force done, and you said you're mopping up Sonic Generations.
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll keep trucking away at Sonic Generations. Um, I do have one. I do have two surprise games queued up. That'll be short, kind of like kind of getting back to that Donut County, What Reigns of Eda Defense thing. Kind of like the short games. Yeah. These are not really indie games per se. Uh, they've got an interesting publisher. You'll never guess it, but we'll leave it at that. And uh, uh, then is it Annapurna? No okay yeah see i said you'd never guess it oh, and well. you have not guessed it um i did also buy a couple of shoot 'em ups on the xbox a couple of backwards compatible 360 shoot 'em ups i've had them on my like kind of wish list for a long time and i was thinking last night you know in fear of something getting delisted it's like i'd probably just start buying those i don't plan on playing them anytime soon you know they're but just in case they go away they're gonna take like one or two hours so maybe i will it was like why am I waiting around? They're not, they're 10 bucks. They're inexpensive. Let me just start kind of buying those and chipping that list down. So maybe I'll play one of those too. So I, I don't know if it's just like
0: my memory is going or, or if I just think I, I saw it, but um, for some reason over the last week, for some reason, have you seen anything about Microsoft continuing backwards compatibility? Like they're, they're making another like, no, I mean effort.
1: No, I mean Microsoft said like tail end of last year, whenever they put out their last backwards compatible update, like this is the final one. Okay. We are actually we are moving the the team who are responsible for this. We're moving them to other things. Basically, we've done as much as we can with current licenses and whatnot. No, okay. you know, because you know, theoretically they could make the every game backwards compatible, but it all comes back to licensing the games. Just how I, much it costs? To do I guess, and I guess the way contracts for games are written nowadays, it's it's prohibitive like you can't just say okay it's kind of like with ps3 backwards compatibility on the ps5 like it's all streaming one for technical reasons but two um because the contracts probably whenever they originally published these games on the playstation and the xbox they said hey you're publishing it for this console so if you want to put games out on future platforms you have to go back to those publishers and say hey can we redo this you know you got are you guys interested in even doing this who owns the rights to publish this game yeah. nowadays? And so
0: it, it's especially after the, uh, the the
1: the the last year or two of just spending sprees of buying studios. Like it's like
0: who owns
1: what now? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, Microsoft flat out said, "Hey, we are done with this initiative. We've done all that we can do."
0: Which I I don't know if it was like tied to like the Activision Blizzard talks and stuff, but um. But anyway, so for the most part, like um you know microsoft I, I i hope they do more
1: with backwards compatibility but um and i will say speaking of like shoot 'em ups 360 or shoot 'em ups that are backwards compatible there is one whenever i compiled this list a couple months ago where omega 5 omega 5 it was published by hudson konami purchased hudson this was a shoot 'em up release like late 2000s 2010 something on the 360 it was delisted it's actually backwards compatible but it got delisted it got relisted a month or two ago so even though a game gets delisted there is still a chance that it could come back yeah I mean companies being like well hey we. I think and I think actually speaking of Konami specifically they have teased that hey they took MGS, MGS2 those HD compilations down that they, they have teased hey they're coming back soon Basically, they just had to take him down because of licensing reasons. Like, some of the footage in MGS2, they licensed out. The contract expired. They have to go back and say, hey, yeah. can we license this for another five years or whatnot? So, I mean, Konami and, you know, that Omega 5 game, Konami purchased Hudson. They actually did the work or whatever was required to get that game relisted.
0: So, for the most part, like, you know, fingers crossed that we're seeing a rebirth at, at Konami. Like, hopefully, like, we're, we're seeing them start to... Maybe they've recouped enough of what they spent on Hideo Kojima projects, and they're like, okay, we can start making games now. We can start getting back into game development. We're just never going to have those kinds of budgets again.
1: Yeah. Even if it's not new games. Konami, you got a great back history, back catalog of games. Mine that. But just do, put those out. Do a Contra collection. They did.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean... Well, like in
1: hmm. my mind, this all kind of started whenever they did their Contra, Castlevania, and Arcade Classics collection. And really, I guess it started a little bit before that, whenever they put out that P Cross style game on phones. Did you ever play that? No. Okay, that was actually—I mean, that is actually a really good game, really good P Cross style game of Konami history. The puzzles all represent like Konami pixel art, and it's got a wild soundtrack with tons of tracks from classic Konami games. Like that was the first time—that was like the first thing post Kojima exit where it's like, okay someone at konami does care about video games and someone cares about their past that's i i think i downloaded it so i should be able to
0: to, mm-hmm. to download it again I, I don't know if it's still on any of the stores i believe or, it is okay so don't have to worry about that but it's got uh, a ton
1: of content too
0: um uh, and, and
1: and i mean I, I know how much you you love picross games yeah that so, was i mean that is actually a good one there's a ton of picross clones on app stores <coughs> not all of them good this one was actually really good like Surprising because it was like at that era where, like, wait a minute, Konami put out a video game and it's good, yeah. What, like, like the, what, what, what kind of hellscape is this? Yeah, this is not Metal Gear
0: Survive, yeah. This is uh, but you know, so going into uh, going into the into the week, um, you'll be continuing Kill Zone Shadowfall, probably see credits roll. This week, yeah, because it, 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 it definitely can't be that that long. Like I, I think I'm already, like I've, I've played for about an hour, maybe two hours, and I'm already uh, wrapping up chapter three, or I wrapped up chapter three, started chapter four, and I'm not really sure exactly how many chapters are in Shadowfall, but can't be much. I mean, it's a a, a first person shooter. It was a launch title for the PS4, and you can definitely tell that Guerrilla Games was ready to do something else. So I really don't think that there's much story-wise, like maybe nine chapters, ten chapters, yeah. I, I would imagine. Um, and then probably just going to go into uh, Yakuza Like a Dragon. Just
1: finish not, that up. Not do kill zone on the Vita? I, I think I'll, well. Because that's only a couple hours long, I imagine.
0: Yeah, and from what I played both, with the, the multiplayer and with the just a little bit of, of the single player of uh, Mercenary, is really good. Like it, it, it seems like they found a studio that, kind of like what we're talking about with Konami. They were like passionate about doing this project. They wanted to do this versus just being like, well, we have to do this. Um, so, might go back and forth uh between mercenary and like a
1: dragon once uh, shadowfall is done yeah because that's handheld. you could always primary primarily focus on like a dragon and maybe in like bed get a level of mercenaries yeah. in or a little bit of time of mercenaries
0: and from from what uh on mercenary is it's not like it, it's not you being part of the isa or being part of the hellgast you are a mercenary that's literally just picking up contracts and fighting both sides so, the story wise, I, I would imagine that it's probably just more open, like not having to shoehorn in Hellgast evil, ISA good. So, um, so yeah, I, I think that's pretty much what I'll be doing over the next seven days going into the, the next episode, which will be episode 10 already. Yeah. Like, we, we're we're approaching 10 episodes
1: yeah, and this is like the first time we've hung out in person in at least two months then since, yeah since this yeah. Is episode nine it's been like two months in a week so
0: many things just popping up like you know me dealing with a month of sickness uh but I can't really think of anything else to to, to add to this so i think Good, yeah. good stopping point. Yeah, your
1: estimate of a 30 minute podcast turned out to be wrong. We're about normal length, and in fact, a little <laughs> yeah. bit over. Yeah, that's. Whenever uh, we get in person, we start getting on some tangents. Whenever yeah. you let us.
0: Sonic Generations, you know, the good and bad. Pokemon, Konami. Yeah. Like. TGS. Uh, which, I'm, I'm hoping. Come on, Konami. Make that Swigoden collection announcement. Just, just, just do it. Um, but I've been Jeff. Jeff. I've I've been Jeff. I don't know what just happened with with my my uh, mouth just then, but I I'm Jeff. And this was John from my brand on games. And we'll well you'll hear from us in the next episode of just one more podcast. Bye bye.